Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And our friend and yours, Kanye West, has released... He is not my friend. <laughs> ...tenth solo album called Donda, named after his mother. And I think there's a lot to unpack. It's an almost two-hour, 27-song album. Danielle has not listened to it. I have. <laughs> it's named after his mother, Dr. Donda West, who appears on the album in a recording of a speech that she gave years ago. Um, a lot of a lot of things I want to unpack with this. I mean, for one thing, a lot of folks are saying they refuse to listen to it at all. And I totally understand that they continue, these same folks continue to listen to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson <laughs> and continue to laugh at Bill Cosby's jokes. But, but, but I, you know what? I do understand in that Kanye's support for Trump was very painful to a lot of people, and supporting a white supremacist was perhaps harder for a lot of people. Than uh, the than the crimes that Michael Jackson and R. Kelly have committed, um, you're you you I mean you would even without the Trump angle, you wouldn't have listened to the Kanye album. You know, the sad thing is, is that I used to really like Kanye, right? I when had, did you when did you like Kanye? What album? I think did you like? I think I pro- no, not albums. Uh, I think I might have liked. Um, I think the one that I that I enjoyed the most was with him and Jay-Z. That was Watch the Kanye Rome. album that I enjoyed the most. Um, yeah. because I think that it showcased all of like his range of talent and just, you know, the beats, the rhyming, like everything, the presentation of the album, like all of it, I thought was incredible. And it was exciting and it was fun. Um, I think that Kanye West for me stopped being fun a long time ago. And I look at him now and, you know, folks will say, you know, he's a genius and he's all of these things, but he's just is a really sad, um, like detached human being. And when I look at him, that's what I see. Um, when I look at him, I see a spectacle as to detract from like the sadness and the mental illness. And so it's hard for me to even have a desire to want to listen to Donda, which I, you know, which I will, I listen to some things, which I guess have been removed from the album. Um, and I watch some clips of the performances that he has done and he is a performer, but I can remember going to see Kanye West perform and I forget what album it was. And the motherfucker laid on his back the whole time like bitching and crying about like Nike, not letting him on their board. Like, I just think that like, there is just, there's so much to unpack 
with Kanye as a whole that I find, like, I, I think that in a lot of ways he has pushed, um, creativity forward. He has pushed ownership forward, obviously, because he's a billionaire multiple times over, but the attitude that he has, the command that he has, and then the bullshit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm not for him. It's interesting. you talk about him lying on his back and crying and like, yeah, there is a deep sense of victimhood in this person. And it's partly like spoiled bratness and partly like, you know, they did me wrong. And partly like, you know, I am so great and so brilliant that I belong on the top level of whatever it is I want to be a part of, be it hip hop, be it fashion, be it, you know, political power. And when folks say no to him, he is still shocked. And, you know, part of that comes from his mother. And this is not to critique him, her. Um, I spoke with her. I interviewed her. I met her a couple of times, uh, Dr. Donda West, who is a professor of English. And um, she, it was a single parent, single child relationship for many years. And she told me she worshiped the ground that he walked on. And she told him, that he could do anything. And he and she gave him the confidence to feel like he could accomplish anything. And that's a beautiful thing. And when he was, you know, a kid uh, in Chicago trying to become a, a, a hip-hop producer, that was a great thing to have, that confidence that she was giving him. It has become this massive egotistical explosion of just look at me ness and everyone should be looking at me all the time he's he, he th there is a reality show aspect to him of like just look at me which doesn't actually serve anything i think that he's had a fairly extraordinary uh musical career but the last three albums have been terrible and i made it through almost all of Donda and it really was very unimpressive. Um, really? See, I've been, I saw your initial tweet on it and then did not see a follow-up. And I was like, so what do you think? You think that it is unimpressive because the reviews are very mixed and folks are like, are this mixed. is what I've been waiting for. And then other people I think would love, you know, Kanye could put out a 12, 12 tracks of silence and they would buy it and love it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, and at this point I wouldn't be shocked if he would try that. Um, you know, I think there's two questions. Can you listen to it with open ears? And then what do you think of it? And a lot of people can't get past question one. And I respect that. Liking Trump, running for president, his whole alignment with Trump was distasteful and disgusting and really traitorous toward black America. And it's only mm -hmm. because he has created so much really interesting music that I'm willing to give another album a chance. And if he puts out another album next year or the year after, I will give that one a chance also. I will just listen to it. But I am still and lastingly angry with him for this political stance. And usually in my life, I have canceled people 
who fell in love with Trump. Um, I threw out my pillow. I had a, a my pillow before uh, Trump was elected. Before I knew Mike Lindell was in Trump's pocket, and when I learned that connection, I threw that out. You know, other people who are like, you know, I'm down with Trump. I'm like, well, I'm not messing with you anymore. There's some hold that music and musicians have on us that is, at least on me and some of us, that is subconscious, that is just deeper. Roxane Gay wrote about this once where she was like, you know, I really, I'm paraphrasing, but I really, really dislike R. Kelly. You know, I'm disgusted by the misogyny uh, that he has exhibited throughout his career. And this is way before the trial. But there's something about that beat to the Ignition remix that I can't stop my shoulders from moving. You know, that's what Roxanne Gay was talking about. And like, you know, that that Ignition remix gets me too, even though, you know, we hear over and over coming out of the, the, the courthouse in Brooklyn, R. Kelly... Four women and one man who were underage who testified that he uh, had them or tried to have them as teenagers. Teenagers. My God. I mean, like, we knew that, but we didn't know it to this detail. Um, you know, it's just, it's just interesting how many black people have jumped to cancel Kanye but I still hear Michael Jackson's music all over the place. I still you know hear what? It, R. Kelly's music all over the place. But, you know, to me, I feel that Kanye is canceled black people and the black community a long time ago. Right. He did in it to this, us, you're in his in his. Yeah, I think that he canceled the black community. I think that he canceled blackness in the desire to commodify it in order to get closer to white people and whiteness of which I believe that he thinks is better. Right. Um, I, you know, I canceled Kanye back with his fucking TMZ rant about slavery. Right. And I, you know, I watched that clip multiple times over because I thought initially when I heard it, that it was a joke. I thought that it like, I thought that he was being not like funny, haha, but like, I thought that he was being um, sarcastic. And then when I realized that he wasn't, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right? Yeah. Like, and also the, like you may have contributed musically to the world and, and brought your talents to other people. And sometimes I wish that Kanye would have stayed as a fucking producer and shut the fuck up. Right. Like, because I think that, you know, his desire to be looked at his desire to be a spectacle has like turned us in a way into a spectacle, made it seem as if we were all as easily bought and sold the way that Kanye was. And like the proximity that he wanted, you know, I wonder, and I'm not going to, I'm not a psychologist, but I often wonder about like the, the, the actual foundation of his desire to be with Kim. Like, was it really about the fact that like, you know, she just sees me and loves me and all of these things, or was it just, we look good together? And, you know, and, and we're going to, and we're going to be Kimye and we're going to be, you know, the most iconic couple. So it wasn't really about like 
love or any of the things that draw you to people or to, to be in commitment with someone. But it was really about like what other people were going to say about it. He had a real life Barbie that he could dress up and go to the events with and now can say like, look at her. She, I made this right. Like, I think, I, th- I think it can be both. I think that's astute. And I think it can be, and probably is probably is both this uh, when you're at Kanye's level and Kim's level um you only get there by constantly thinking about what can I do to boost myself to get more attention and and they both see that a partnership between themselves a, a romantic partnership uh will give them both that more attention that more energy around both of them the more media focus but at the same time there's very few people who can understand Kanye's level and what he's dealing with, you know, and Kim perhaps is one of those people who has like, you know, a million people looking at her, whatever pressures and stresses and anxieties go along with that. They understand each other. There's a famous quote, uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Cobes home to her husband after singing for the troops. And she's like, you know, uh, you know, you, you'll never, you, you know, you you don't know what it sounds like to have 100,000 people cheering for you. And her husband, Joe DiMaggio, says, yeah, I know what that's like. And when you have somebody who's dealing with you on that level, you can have a connection that somebody who's never been out there on that, on that level of stage uh, could know. But if we want to go psychological, I think the woman who really is powering where Kanye is at right now is probably his mother. And he remains... Mm-hmm deeply guilty i think about what happened to his mother they were extremely close you know she's very much the source of what got him to this place in life um and he blames himself for the surgery the the mishap that happened in surgery that led to her death and um you know that not just that he names the album you know and starts the album with somebody just chanting her name uh, and has, you know, yet another song about her. He's still, you know, I wonder if he feels like some sort of a villain because he led to her end, you know, and. Of course he, of course he does. We look at his music and even, even the creation of, uh, this, the, the, the Sunday sermon, the, 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 the Sunday performances, um, that he was doing. And you look, Kanye is somebody who was completely broken and shattered by the death of their parent, because his mother wasn't just like, you know, his mother, she was his, you know, his best friend, his biggest champion, like his real link to family. And if you notice, if you just like, look at him, he has been in constant search of built of trying to either create that family or create that community that he no longer has. He is somebody that is completely and totally untethered. And I think that part of you know, the interest in, in, in the Kardashians is for the look at me, look at me, like they know how to create spectacle. They know how to create PR and spin and are very successful in doing so and sell product and all of these things. But, you know, the other appealing side, if you go just through the heart and not for, you know, and not for the PR is the familial side. 
You know, sure. the fact that they are in this together, that they, you know, regardless of anything, all shit falls apart, which often does in their lives. Like they're still there for each other. Um, and I think that for him, and it's a big he's group like, of he's people. like, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big group of people. When you come from a small family and you encounter a big family, it's very exciting and refreshing and like yeah. really interesting to become part of a big family. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you have sisters and a brother and like you have people that are seemingly looking out for you and are there for you and all of these things. So I don't I don't say that that but Kanye is a lost boy. Right. And he has been a lot. He has been a lost boy for quite some time now. And without like proper, you know, therapy, medication for what, you know, grief is a serious thing. Couple that with mental with mental illness, which he himself has talked about. So it's not as if I'm pulling it from thin air is like it is is very significant in how he sees his artistry and how and what is infused into his music these days. And for me, as a fan of 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 music, music moves me like all of those things. He's just not an artist that I feel connected to. I don't think that he's connected to community. I don't think that he's connected to anything other than Kanye. And like, when you are not offering up anything other than that, like, I'm not really interested. I'm not a taker, uh, in that way. I I don't need, you know, sometimes like I even, I had said this about Gaga back in the day. I didn't understand the need for like all of the spectacle and all of the things when I learned that she could actually fucking sing, like had a powerful, has a powerful voice. And I'm like, why were you wrapping that in a meat costume? Right? Like, why were you allowing like the, 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 the pageantry to take over like what should have been just your pure, like raw talent? And I feel the same way about Kanye. It's like, he's just trying to outdo himself. And it's not in a way where I want to be the best. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just, there's something that is too slick for me in the way that he operates. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming, and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting, and they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. It's an interesting comparison you draw there um, because you're right. Kanye does not feel connected to the black community. He feels like he's constantly trolling us with his public presentation and saying things that will trigger us. I don't believe that he... uh, actually believed any of trump's positions he just knew that just being down with trump would be triggering as if that and as if trolling us was the entire point and we see now not only is he hanging out with trump or was hanging out with trump who's a villain to black people but he's also at the record release party hanging out with the baby excuse me the baby who's a new villain and Marilyn Manson, who's a villain. So if you're constantly trying to associate yourself with villains, perhaps with it's worst. because you, f- <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, that you feel you are a villain. And I don't know if that means that he wants to be a heel, like a pro wrestling heel, that he wants you to hate him, or that he's just so racked with sort of guilt and a sort of shame and anxiety that he wants to associate with these sort of people. Um, I think Gaga is an interesting analogy, although she understood that she could use this spectacle to communicate, to connect to community and, and uplift using her platform to uplift, right? Like the, the, the meat was about, you know, a rejection of meat. You know, she was about, you know, lifting up uh, and shining a light on trans kids, you know, on gay people, on, you know, s- you know, showing up for that community as an ally saying like, you know, let me help lift you up, you know, because you've lifted me up. Kanye's public presentation is just about Kanye. It's not yep. a theater that actually adds up to something. It's just look at me, look at me. Kanye, Con- Gaga, it would let it led to something. We are all in this together. I am sending you a message of empowerment. I'm sending you a message of if you are strong, even if though society may oppress you, you are strong. When you are with me in in our group, we are strong together. You know, uh, and, and I think she understood that, you know, in modern society, it's not enough to just have a great voice. Like I we have to make a whole thing. And she became this gaga character right and like left 
Stephanie Germanata behind. She does not exist anymore. I am Gaga every time I leave. So the sort of 24-7 presentation of Gaga was really interesting. So you had this whole period of like every time she steps out of the house or the hotel, she's in some incredible fashion look and she's sort of giving us like, you know, epicness. Kanye has that same level of paparazzi at the doorstep uh, fame, but it's just, look at me. I got a bunch of money, you know, I got a bunch of fame, check me out. But you remind me, you know, with with your retelling of like Gaga's rise is that again, she was about creating community, right? She was <laughs> yes. Mother Monster, right? And yes, creating yes. a community for all of the marginalized, all of those that had been rejected from, you know, the, the their high school gym class that just didn't yes. feel like they belonged. She created community for them. I think about, though, you know, some of Kanye's, you know, idols and contemporaries in rap music, and I think about the ways in which their music was about bringing a voice to those that were marginalized, making you feel like you weren't just going through this shit alone. Like I am here with you and I'm giving, I'm providing this message and I, the light is shining on me, but it's shining on us. Right. And the thing that I can't fucking stand about Kanye is that there is no us, right? There is no us with him. And, you know, and I, there is this vapidness and it isn't enough for me to just look and say like, just throw, and I also think that in our society, we just throw around the world, the word genius too fucking much. Right. But you know, just, he he is, he is solely in it and at everything for himself. He isn't, you know, when you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts. Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Look at even, you know, uh, Virgil and his relationship with him, right? And how Virgil's like, okay, so bet, Virgil like, Ablo. you know, we're doing that. We're doing this for the culture. I'm gonna bring, you know, we're bringing, you know, bringing the the street and the the luxury and all of these things together because we create and move culture, right? So I'm shifting things. That is like his person that he considers, right? It, 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 his brother right? That they came up in this fashion internship. They came up in like this space together, but even again, in the way that his contemporary looks at his responsibility and his platform and his movements are again about bringing black people along or about showcasing black talent and artistry and all of these things. And again, Kanye could give a fuck. And I think that you know, that's what makes like that's what makes me have such a such a distaste um, for for him. I'm very I'm left very unsatisfied with his entire being. No, I hear you, and I think that's fair. And I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. And it's 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 kind of a rough moment, even though his stream numbers are huge and the download numbers are huge. I know, I see them. There is a large uh, portion of the black community that is like, I'm not fucking with him and I never will again. 
And, you know, it, it doesn't seem like an audience that he can win back with, you know, the right collab, you know, or the right hit record. Um, you know, I, I'm still curious about what he's doing musically because this is one of the most interesting musical thinkers of his generation who, to me, if you care about hip hop, you want to see where is he going and what is he thinking about? What is he doing musically? Because he's somebody who's really trying to push the boundaries of hip hop, but his bar for himself is much higher. He says, I'm equivalent to Steve jobs, Walt Disney, you know, Google, Phil Knight, right? And fine, right? I, I, I appreciate you wanting to put yourself on that platform. You have not yet done anything that will outlast you. You have not created mm. any institution that will live on once you are gone, right? Apple will be here for another 100 years. Walt Disney is going nowhere. Right. And those people are long gone. I could see him using his brilliance to create some sort of immersive art experience in Wyoming or some sort of space for future producers to come and have a foundation where they can like learn and study and figure it out while it's all being paid for you know, or some sort of, you know, interactive Kanye hotels that change hospitality or some, some way of doing that. And, but he has not done that yet. Now, the most interesting aspect of this rollout to me touches on that. He's selling a device, a stem player for about $200, where you can take the pieces of the album and remix it and remake it as you wish. So giving people the chance to play with the album. If you don't like it, make it better. Make it your own. Repeat vocals here. Take out this instrument there. Add another instrument here. So the album becomes this play thing that they can manipulate. And this this is something I've never seen done in terms of recorded music right recorded music is generally like sacred i gave you an album you are to listen to it in visual art there is uh, a realm of participatory art where the artist says you know here's here's some pieces remake them add to them subtract them leave your own message take something away so the so there's an interactivity with the audience They've, this has never been done, as far as I know, in recorded music. And Kanye is giving us the... So even if you hate the album or you hate a given song, you can say, I'm going to remake that song and put it out, you know, on the socials and create your own sort of, like, press for Kanye or attention for Kanye. Like, look what you can do. I mean, like, this is, that, this is a really interesting thing. And to me, why wouldn't every major artist do this? Why would you not give everybody the chance to be a remixer of your album? It, it, you know, it, it would not just land with Kanye. It would be his influence on other people when you get the Jay-Z stem player and the Lady Gaga stem player, whatever. But he definitely has the, the taste, the brilliance, the money, the vision to create something 
that will outlast him, but, but he hasn't done it but, yet. So you can't get to the level of Google, Nike, Phil, you know, Apple, blah, 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 until you've done that. But I also like, again, the things that even Kanye compares himself to have to do with connectivity and community, right? Yeah. So you're talking yeah. about a Walt Disney. Well, what did Walt Disney create? He created an amusement park for families to be able to gather, right? And be and and be together. You have a, a different vision. What did Steve Jobs create, right? The ability for people to like hold their life in their hands, better connect to one another. What did Zuckerberg create, even though he is Dr. Evil, right? The ability for you to still have this connectivity with your friends, like, and, you know, and, and your loved ones from, you know, a- around the world, you know, started out from around campus and then around the world. Again, there is this, this, this thing that Steve Jobs didn't create something for Steve Jobs. Walt Disney didn't create something for Walt Disney. In order for Kanye to truly be brilliant and to truly have genius, you would have to take yourself, right, outside of the equation and think about what it is, like what what it is that you are leaving for the people. Kanye does not have the people in mind. Kanye has Kanye in mind. And to me, true brilliance, when you're talking about the level of creativity and innovation that is going to outlast your lifetime and your children's lifetime for generations upon generations, it's what are you making and creating for the people, right? And he is doing none of that. And so to me, that that is the true sh- sh- like sign, real sign, of like of brilliance, right? And genius. It's like, what can I give people that they have never had? And then we build upon said thing, right? There, and, I, this, and I'm like, he doesn't really give a fuck. There's this line that goes around TikTok that my daughter and I laugh about um, where they say, you know, like, you know, I first liked such and such as a joke, but bruh. I don't think it's a joke anymore. And like when Kanye was first letting us know how much he loved Kanye, it seemed kind of funny and it was kind of like, okay, like, you know, a deep self love from a black person in a world where we're you know told we should not, cannot love each- ourselves. We're not beautiful. We're not worthy. We're not intelligent, whatever. That seems kind of revolutionary, but it has grown into this, you know, egomaniacal, narcissistic thing that is not ennobling. It's just selfish and gross and off-putting. And like, (laughs) yeah, like, like you keep, like you keep sort of alluding to great artists, be they recording artists or technological artists or whatever create community they bring people in and together and Kanye's not at all interested or able to do that and i think there was a time there was a time when he was sweeter and was loved i mean like i think it's important to notice his first 3 albums were bright and cheery and poppy and hooky and and there was a sweetness and a youth to them. And then his mother passes. And after yeah. that, the music got dirgy dark. and dark and slower and angry, even if the anger was sort of sub sublimated. Um, 
you know, he was clearly, I mean, 808 and heartbreak, he's clearly in a lot of pain. Um, and I think that has carried forward through the other albums. Um, not necessarily in every song, but quite often. And, um, you know, he's a person who's, 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 who's struggling with a lot. Yeah, I do. I think, I mean, I think it's obvious that Kanye is struggling with a lot, you know, but I, all, I, again, a lot of people struggle with a lot and, you know, a lot of celebrities, a lot of famous people struggle with a lot. And I think that it, it's his narcissism that doesn't allow me to have empathy for him right at this, at this stage, I had great empathy for him when his mother initially passed away. And even, you know, the couple of years following, but the person that he has morphed into the caricature that he has morphed himself into, um, doesn't allow for there to be room, uh, for empathy because it, I just find it disgusting, right? I, I, I find his presentation of self to be disgusting and it's, you know, it's not, it's like, (laughs) We are living in such desperate, complicated, traumatic times. And this is the time when like, you need artists, you want artists to bring voice and visuals and texture to what we are experiencing day in and day out. I look at him in contrast to a Beyonce who in the midst of like the summer's uprisings gave us black is king. I think about like the love letters in which she has written to the black community and given to us, presented to us at times when the world is telling us we're not enough. And not only are you not enough, we don't want you to exist. Right. And she reminds us of like the beauty and the power and the elegance and the grit and all of those things. And I just, I see Kanye and what I see is consistent missed opportunities. Great. You're a billionaire multiple times over. Your kids will never have to work. Their kids will never have to work and so on and so down the line. And if that was the goal, then man, you hit it beyond, you know, the park. But the opportunity to do something of note to me um, with a person with that kind of platform, with that kind of talent and not to. Yeah, I'm I'm over him. I'm over him and I'm over people who want to replicate that kind of narcissism and commodify it. Like, I just, I think it's gross. I'm glad you brought up Beyonce as we come to an end because there was a little discussione on the socials yesterday about who is the queen of pop. And a lot of people were getting the answer dead wrong. The answer is not Madonna. Oh, okay. Yeah, gay white Janet Jackson. Feelings, I heard. Jan- Janet Jackson <laughs> is not the queen of pop. I love her and reveal her. The correct answer is Beyonce. Beyonce is the queen of pop. Okay, get it right. <laughs> yeah, I just don't even care about who people want to anoint or what have you. I'm just like, and Madonna talk about somebody I'm completely over, and I was in love with her from for like decades. And my God, just shut the fuck up. Um and go away. I would say age gracefully, but that ship has sailed. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't, yeah, I I don't care for those arguments, but you know, I do think that it's really interesting how Kanye has completely and totally just pushed away a faction, like you said earlier of the black community that I don't think that he is ever going to get back. And I just wonder, you know, what people will think about him 10 years from now, 20 years from now. 
and where 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 will he lay? Where will his legacy lay? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to Democracy Ish. I'm Torre, and I'm Danielle Moody, and we'll be back next week if there's still a country and when there will be a Drake album out. Oh, that's exciting. Is it? I don't even know. I don't even know anymore what is exciting or what matters, but let's all pray folks. Let's all pray for more distractions from what's really happening. (laughs) 